0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Spectacle with Melissa McKenzie. That's me. And Scott McKay. That's him. He is the contributing editor to the American Spectator. I am the publisher. She's the publisher. Mm -hmm, I am.
1: She's the one you got to talk to. She's the publisher.
0: (laughs) I'm the the one who's supposed to keep the lights on. Um, The
1: grand poobah is mm, what she is.
0: No. Yeah, that's what. Wow. I'm not sure that anybody believes that at all, but um, okay. Mm-hmm. So speaking of grand Poobas, um, we have in our um, civil government and now the military, today we're going to talk about Lloyd Austin and his um, disappearance, and then nobody, not telling anybody about his disappearance. He It came out just before we started recording today, which is on Tuesday, um, that he had, oops, he had prostate cancer, had surgery for prostate cancer. And may I say something as an aside? Uh, my, in my previous life, I was a chiropractor, doctor. And you don't have surgery on prostate cancer unless it's, it's always a serious surgery. A, a low, just as a, you know, prostate cancer itself, you can have a high PSA, you can even have a slow growing prostate cancer. And normally, what they'll do is not surgery. Surgery is only done if it's extensive. And so, because, and why is this so, such a big deal? Because the prostate, you can't easily surgify, it. you can't excise it easily. And when you do, there's a couple nerves right there that cause incontinence if you nick them at all, or even bump them. This is a terrible thing. And it, and it also affects sexual function. So nobody who has prostate cancer ever really wants the surgery. And the only time they do it is if the cancer is extensive and spreading. So right. I'm seeing this all because they've already lied about this, talking about, it, as if it was a small surgery, and then he got a UTI. If he got a UTI, because he's pro- he probably was catheterized for the surgery, obviously, and so getting a UTI is not out of the ordinary for any surgery, but it's also part of the damaged area where he had surgery. This is not good, and this is going to affect his function long-term just as a man, and also he will probably be wearing adult diapers for the rest of his life. So this is no small thing. And so for them to portray it as a small thing and he was just going in for a procedure, uh, no. There is no small prostate cancer uh, surgery procedure. There just isn't. And so anyway, and then, and so like who's in charge though? He didn't tell anybody. The Biden administration didn't know. And he's kind of important. Just a little bit. So what my question is for you, Scott, is, did I scare you with all the prostate talk? It's a little alarming.
1: There's not a guy in the world who wants to hear about the vagaries of prostate surgery.
0: (laughs) Yes, but the thing is- That
1: that sends the mind off in all kinds of directions.
0: But the, I I um, don't want to necessarily talk about it, but I thought it was important to talk about because they were no, so downplaying no, the surgery and there's just they're lying. It's not it's just you simply make not true. Very
1: valid points. I mean, like th- this is this is the kind of thing that first of all he knew about in advance. Oh, yeah. Second of all, let's remember Lloyd Austin had this procedure done at Walter Reed. Right. Okay. This is not you know some you know. uh, outpatient hospital in suburban Virginia or something that he went to. That's like a, you know, a doctor. That he's not. No, he's using the army's physicians. Okay. So the idea that he was going to, well, I don't want anybody to know about my prostate surgery. Okay. You're going to Walter Reed. They're going to know. about. It. So the idea that you would hide this from people, like, I, I agree with you. I think this is probably, um, you know, it's probably an indication that Lloyd Austin is not in the best of health at all. I mean, you can look at the guy, you can tell that he's not a model of health. Um, and Austin was one of these But he people, wears
0: a mask everywhere.
1: Not just a mask, the Darth Vader helmet that he put. I mean, it's the idea, like, and he's the secretary of defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you know. I don't know if they have um, you know, spin doctors or whatever that work at DOD. I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. I can't believe nobody was in his ear saying, hey, don't review the troops in a mask and a face shield. Um, like that basically what you're doing is you're showing off weakness nice. at the very top of the American military, and it's corrosive. But of course, with this administration. Like, all bets are off because weakness is, like, a a point of pride for these guys.
0: Right. Um, And so the idea that you
1: have, you know, virile, freaking strong-looking, healthy people upholding high standards of badassery and and Mm -hmm. so forth at the top of our military, like, goes against everything that they believe. Um, which is one reason why like that's provocative and all of a sudden they have no control over foreign policy at all. Um but what's more important than that, I think, is what like the direction that we're gonna move in is like how do you not agree that hey, if I'm gonna go in for this surgery, I'm gonna let everybody know. He's going to Walter Reed, they're gonna find out. And instead, it's just eh. I'm going to just go do this and it'll be fine. Of course, then he gets a UTI and it's not fine. So what, like, what are the consequences to an employee of the taxpayers of the United States of America who just kind of has blatant disregard for the job of secretary of defense that he would do this? You know, and it's it speaks to the managerial capabilities of the White House who can't control their people. Uh, It speaks to the lack of faith in the president, because I can tell you, Reagan's defense secretaries would have never done this to to him. I don't even know that either one of the Bush's defense secretaries would have done this.
0: Well, they wouldn't have done it to Obama.
1: No, they wouldn't have done it to Obama. The thing
0: is, the level of disrespect, and so this is my question about this is, do we have a military dictatorship slash, you know, intelligence uh, overlords, and the president is meaningless, because this is the second administration in a row now, where the military brass have been behind the chief executive's back, making executive decisions, Um, in this case, you know, a dereliction of duty to the yeah. to America, because who's in charge if the Secretary of Defense is getting surgery and the president doesn't know and not telling the president. And second off, when Trump was in office, talking to the Chinese leadership behind the president's back as if they're in charge. And so you've got two administrations in a row now where you have-
1: Remember, on top of that, they were lying to him about Afghanistan troop levels.
0: Right. right. and Right. And so like, and who knows what they're doing with Biden w- regarding that too, what information they're giving him and not, and what information they're giving people not in the White House who are actually running things. And so like, this is, this is like a very, you know, not only does it make uh, Biden look weaker than we already know that he is, which is a terrible thing. As much as I hate Biden, and, or hate, like just, I'm apathetic, he's ruining things, you know, as Biden, as much as I feel that way, he's still the president.
1: And- Well, yeah, but more more important than Joe Biden is we're talking about the office of the president at this point, right. because the president is the person that we hold accountable for the performance of the federal government. Right. And if the president is not in a position to control that performance,
0: Right. meaning
1: he hires a secretary of defense that goes off and has surgery and doesn't even tell anybody. Right. Okay. And then he finds out later and there's egg all over his face as a result of it. I mean, that part, because it's Biden, I'm kind of cool, with but from the standpoint of the office of the presidency, not being, you can't even hold Joe Biden accountable for right. Lloyd Austin's behavior mm-hmm. because The presidency has been weakened by a guy who's basically a a member of the deep state. Right. Right. And, you know, this was of course, a massive thing with Trump and, you know, you brought up the intelligence community now would be a good time to talk about the 51 intelligence community spooks who went to the American people and lied and said that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Right. And the people who ginned up the 51 spooks, were Jake Sullivan and Anthony Blinken, and both of those two guys got rewarded with National Security Advisor and Secretary of State. Okay, yeah. so how in control of the federal government is the President of the United States at this point? And this, this thing is a very scary thing because it gives a window into the answer to that. And the answer is not as in control as you think. Well, not at and all that in is control. Not
0: good. Well, and the thing is, is this is where, it, you know, and hopefully we're preaching to the choir here, but it, since civics education is so terrible, we are a republic. The military does not run, we're not uh, Egypt, where the military right. is running things. And when the president gets out of control, they take over again. No, we're the United States of America. We ha- We vote. For a civil government who is supposed to be in charge of the intelligence operations and the executive branch, which, by the way, is the military. The, chief, the number one thing in the Constitution the president is supposed to do is to defend the republic, and that means being in charge of right. the military, defend and protect America from enemies within and without. And so, like, that is not happening right now. That much we know. So now we have a situation it seems like where um, two administrations in a row, we have a bunch of people in charge of different parts of the civil apparatus because that, and military apparatus that are directly under the executive branch, who are completely disregarding their commander-in-chief. And that is a there so then, what does that mean for our country? That means that your vote doesn't matter, no matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. it does it doesn't matter because the people who are in charge, and the thing is, and this started with Obama when Obama was in office and he got rid of anyone who had any experience uh, at all. He absolutely gutted the Navy, by the way, like every single uh, guy in charge of a ship was fired like every all of them. It was alarming. Um, Way back when that happened, I had a podcast with Andrew Malcolm and he really has done a lot of reporting on the military. And he was like melting down week in and week out because of the latest firings that uh, Obama had done in the military because he was absolutely gutting the experience of our military. Well, now we're in a position, how many years later, where we have this woke military led by Lloyd Austin, who's a complete doofus anyway, who is so disrespectful to the president that he doesn't even tell his commander in chief what he's doing, goes and gets this, uh, surgery. And when he is in charge, he's terrible. And so like you have this, situation. it's just an, um, terrible situation for our, um, national defense. And so like, it's, it's, and, um, you know, Who would be briefing the, who's briefing the president and who would be, if there was some military conflict, what would happen? I I mean.
1: Well, here's a question for you, Melissa. How provocative is it for the Chinese, for the Russians, for the Venezuelans, for, you know, whoever else you want to talk about, the Iranians? How provocative is it for these people to see that the U.S. defense secretary goes in the hospital and nobody even knows where he is, he disappears? right like they look at that and they go nobody mind in the store right. what a perfect time to invade our neighbor right or mm-hmm. stoke up some terrorist threat somewhere like there's nobody mind in the store in america they're not going to do anything they're not in a position to do anything.
0: well you know to it, me
1: yeah. that's look that is a that's a scary situation it needs to be remedied post-haste this is something that you know, I, like, I don't care what Joe Biden does. I want him gone as president, okay? Mm-hmm. Joe Biden needs to fire Lloyd Austin now. He needs to say, well, clearly you're, you know, you're not medical shape to be, be in your mm-hmm. job. And so you're gone, Right. Right. right? And that way you can save face and hit the road and I'm going to get somebody else who's going to actually listen to the White House and who's going to report to the White House as opposed to refusing to report to the White House. Right, um, like that needs to be done right now as a matter of preserving the functionality of the Office of President of the United States. Mm-hmm. And if this is not done, because apparently it's impossible to get fired as a presidential appointment, much less as a you know civil service employee at the federal government level, um, then you know that that's corrosive. And you know, forget about the partisan aspect of this. This is something that has to be changed, like right now.
0: Well, I, you know, you said that at Walter Reed that there's no secrets that can be kept. I, I would disagree with that. I mean, they kept secrets Maybe around. are wrong about. Well, Fatterman, I mean, the yeah. you know he, I'm convinced he had. You know, plastic surgery while he was there because he looked completely different coming out of there. And apparently, they turned um, his brain on while he was in the in the He's, hospital there.
1: He sounds like a Republican.
0: I don't know what's happened to Fetterman, but he came out. Well, the, the, don't you know, we'll don't see. be
1: surprised if Fetterman's you know gets himself another stroke so they can go you know do a tune-up. I'm <laughs> doing <tune-up>. something. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well, hey, this didn't come out quite right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Let's uh, adjust the meds again and make them into a vegetable. But yeah. you know, so you know, Lloyd Austin being in, you know, Walter Reed. That's a different thing, though. I mean, that is, you know, protecting the senators one thing. Having the Department of, you know, defense head. Um, well, well, the, the, the question surgery. here
1: isn't the secret kept from the public. The question here is: This secret kept from the joint chiefs of staff and the president, right? Which apparently has been the case. So, I mean, the deputy secretary of defense didn't even know, right? I well, that's, never heard of anything I mean, like this. Before. No, that's
0: the thing. That's that's the thing that's even more alarming. The guy who would be in charge doesn't also know. So, yeah. like, that's a problem too. So, you know what my thought is with this? This is I'm putting on my conspiratorial um, hat right now is that the only person that Lloyd Austin answers to is Barack Obama and so he would be interesting
1: to know whether the Obamas mm-hmm. knew about this mm-hmm. in advance
0: so he because
1: told- if, they, if they if he you know if the Obamas did then there's your you want to know a like a what's a smoking gun that Obama runs the country mm-hmm. that would be it mm-hmm. that would yeah. be it
0: and Michelle Wood and
1: Austin is much better friends with the Obamas than he is with Joe Biden. I can tell you right, that.
0: right. well, Michelle Obama's been running her mouth again speaking of um about how terrible things would be under Trump as if they're great, you know, the thing is with these people, it's like but they're happy they're the 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 this is the they're happy with the situation. They don't believe in the rule of law and they don't believe in in uh, the constitutional republic anyway. And so like the fact that everything is crumbling is actually a good thing because I guess we're colonists and we're bad uh, and well, we deserve and if you, to, and if you, you know. Look,
1: if you don't believe that, uh, go watch Leave the World Behind on Netflix. Yeah. Right. And you will see Obama, the Obama's vision of America, which is exactly that, which is mm-hmm. it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine.
0: Yeah. OK, so plug your book again, Scott. It is. Yeah, racism. absolutely.
1: Um, and here's the thing. Racism, revenge and ruin. It's all Obama is like the most timely thing you've ever read. And it doesn't matter when you read it because the Obamas keep making it relevant in every news cycle. It's like a fabulous thing that, you know, I wrote this book about how, you know, this is what Obama did. It's still happening. The, The changes he's made to this country over the last, you know, 15, 18 years. And every day there's something new that shows like how prescient that that is because like between Michelle Obama popping off like, like anybody should care what Michelle Obama thinks about, you know, the 2024 election. You're like the first lady twice removed. Like, who cares? Right. Like, right. Melania Trump would be more, um, you know, appropriate to make those kinds of statements than you. You left in 2016. Right. And yet she says, here's Obama's in the news talking about Biden. Um, you know, and, and how he's got to change up his campaign strategy and he's got to move White House people to the campaign team because he's screwing it all up. And apparently Obama is yelling at Biden and Biden is yelling at Obama. And I'm like, this has never happened in American history that a former president is mm-hmm. attempting to tell a current president how to run for president. Right. Like that's never happened before. And yet here it is. You've got the Claudine well, Gay well, thing I, I himself of- in that.
0: Well, Bill Clinton tried to Bill Clinton tried to tell Hillary how to run her campaign. One <laughs> he could yeah. argue that she was the former president. No, well, yeah,
1: kidding. but she wasn't successful. I mean, that <laughs> right. was the whole thing. Yeah, or he wasn't successful. Rather. Like he tried right. to tell her what to do, and she didn't listen. No, I guess Biden's not listening to Obama. I don't know, but I mean, mm-hmm. the point is, it's that was within the same household. This is not. No, and so right. you have that. Like, the point is, is that. Every day there's a new indication that the most consequential person at least on the democrat side if not the entire political landscape is Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Right? And this book is sort of this is the playbook for how 2024 is going to is going to play out if these guys have their way. This is what he's done, the background that you never really found out about him. The whole so do thing. Do you have the
0: book? Can you show Absolute
1: must-read book.
0: Racism, revenge and ruin. Find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Booksellers Near You. It's a great book. And um, of course, like and subscribe here at the American Spectator, The Spectacle. And just so you guys know, there are times when um, we don't put certain of our segments onto YouTube because we're, we're bad people and we get put in the corner by Google products. Um, so you can find us on Rumble. You can find us on X that's where you can find our podcast. So please uh, like and subscribe everywhere you can find us and uh, join us uh, for our next segment and let us know what you think because we're doing shorter segments, shorter podcasts. Do you like it? Let us know in the comments. And we appreciate very much that you guys are listening to us uh, in 2024. And if you haven't watched it yet, our, last, our first podcast of 2024 was making predictions for the year. We'll see how right we are, but go back and listen to that and you can, you know, kind of make a list and keep track of us for the rest of the year. All right. Thanks for listening to every, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.